What am I really thinking? What are you really thinking? What are we really thinking? I am so stoked for today's guest. We had a great conversation and I just love talking to him because I feel such a connection, such a strong connection with him because we both share the same middle name, Blair. We grew up in Jewish families. We are both Aquariuses and we come from the East Coast. We met in San Diego before my extended travel to Europe, Israel, and South America. And I genuinely feel that he is so inspiring because he was going to Rutgers for business and he dropped out in his junior year because he didn't feel that it was providing him what he wanted in life. One year after he dropped out, his dad passed away and his business started to fail, which got him to start asking questions like, what is life and is there a purpose? as well as who am I, which led him to the spiritual side of life. He then traveled to China and Nepal for more answers, and he came back to the United States with more clarity on his mission, which is to help raise the collective consciousness through bridging the best practices of spirituality, business, and science. He is currently the Director of Operations at Conquer Consulting Engineering, and a 4x day trader. Today in this podcast, we touched on adapting, um, coming back to the United States and, and readapting to the environment. We also talked about the reality behind Instagram. There's so much more to it. Getting what you want and surrendering and emotions, gratitude, and acknowledging our growth and please someone get this guy a hundred million dollars so he can put on the most amazing event known to humankind everyone please welcome edward blair and here you go an raw uncut unedited podcast Hey. Yo. How are you? Doing well. I'm just going to go to my basement real quick so there's no noise. It's in the background. What's goody? Nothing. Everything. Nothing. Everything. <laughs> nice. Classic Lonnie. Yeah. What about you? Uh, just chilling. Just had a nice protein shake. Um, was outside this morning. I just put on a shirt for the first time all day. And here we are. Nice. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I have so many questions for you, but we can get started. Okay. Um, 
All right, so I'll do the introduction. Probably just have to like, awkwardly just hear it. <laughs> you just have to awkwardly hear it. Yeah. yeah. Right, or so, or I could like do it and like edit it in later. That could be cool because I, it could, you could kind of like cater the thing about what we talk about as well. Like, hey guys, in this episode we talk about this, this, and this. You know. Yeah. It's up to you. It's your podcast. I don't tell you how to do it, but yeah. I think that's a better plan. Yeah, but. it's. I'm still just like figuring out what's best. Yeah, and I feel like there's like less pressure. <laughs> yeah, and also I feel like with that, um, you get people like hooked right away. Kind of it's like, hey, in this podcast episode, this is Edward, blah blah blah. But it's like we talk about this, this, and this. So stay tuned, and some people will hear that first intro, and they might listen to the whole thing because we mentioned one key point that they then want to go listen to. Yeah. And in the future, if you ever, like, make this into a website as well, you can have, like, show notes where people can, like, go, like, click on, you know, minute 22, you guys talk about this. So that way people could actually navigate the podcast as well. And it's just more forms of content for you. Yeah. Yeah. One step at a time, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm always ready to unload the the master plan. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, then, okay. So I'll just – I'm just going to do the intro later and edit it in um cool but then like how do we start like are we have we already started um we've always started haven't we i don't know um <laughs> you can just be like um this could be the podcast right now is it recording right now yeah this is recording <laughs> we can make this the podcast and just keep it raw yeah people figuring it out <laughs> just kind of go with it yeah what like really goes on yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, because that's um, the whole podcast, right? What are we really talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it, okay, so this is the podcast. Um, how is it being back in New Jersey? Um, it's cool. It kind of gives you a perspective of, you know, things you take for granted, like certain things like being able to go to Whole Foods and just like clean air. You think Bali's like all clean and jungle vibes, and it is at times, but other times it's not because of like the cars and the pollution and stuff, so just gives you a unique perspective of things you took for granted it's cool to see family um but at the same time like i feel like i left jersey for a reason so it's cool to catch up with family but i'm like already itching to make my next moves yeah exactly yeah so how'd you feel when you were like back in philly like because you were in philly for a little bit oh man i was i was really happy to be in philly because since for traveling for so long I started to feel like I just wanted to ground somewhere and be somewhere. And I got back in Philly in January when it was the heart of winter. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was, I felt like it was okay to just be inside a lot mm-hmm. and to be alone and kind of like hibernate. Yeah. And it felt so good and rejuvenating to do that. But there was also this other side of me that was like, all right, this is just short term. I can't, I don't want to like ground too, like, I don't want to grow my roots too deep here. Yeah. Um, so I felt that I needed to make moves. Nice. Also. Yeah. Good shit. And okay. So I asked you, like, how does it feel to be back in New Jersey? But I don't, I think the majority of my listener, listeners won't know your background and your life story. So if you just want to fill us all in, um, what were you just doing? Why were you in Bali? Uh, what happened to you the past couple of years? Yeah. Um, so what's up, listeners? My name's Edward. 
Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur now for like six full years. I was in college. I was majoring in finance. I was in the fraternity, like doing that whole lifestyle. And then I just kind of watched some YouTube videos and I met, and I met some people and I just realized that I didn't want to just be kind of, for lack of a better word, a slave for the rest of my life and just being unhappy. And I saw people that were my age at the time they were making money. I thought that would make me happy, but it was just like these people were just traveling the world, being totally free. And it was really, really inspiring. So for the past six years, I've been doing a bunch of different entrepreneurial ventures from direct sales to social media marketing to now I took over the operations of my mom's engineering company. So that's kind of what's been I'm grateful for that because that's like what's been paying the bills and whatnot and day trade and invest in the foreign exchange markets foreign exchange is like currencies you guys could look at it as like stocks but it's different than stocks but it's that type of idea like i'm investing into the market basis and i was living in san diego obviously that's where me and you met lonnie and it was cool but living there it was tough to trade because i was up all night and i loved the lifestyle of san diego like the weather, the food, the people. It was just like high vibes, especially being back in New Jersey and back in New York City. It just, wow, like people in Bali and San Diego, like they're glowing when you just see them and they're, they look at you and they smile. You know how it is versus <laughs> in New York, in Jersey, I just don't feel that as much. So anyway, I was in Bali to actually like, I wasn't doing like the travel the world and have fun thing. Obviously, I want to have fun throughout my life and what I'm doing, but I was there for business reasons. I was made a lot of sense in terms of the way that I trade the markets and the cost of living was great and it was super close to like the San Diego warm weather lifestyle and also there's a lot of other digital nomads people who are starting on business so it's very like inspiring community people who are just super positive uplifting each other wanting the best like just life and yeah that's why I was there and being there I experienced it's interesting, right? To on social media, it looked like I'm living the dream, right? I'm on the yeah. beach all the time. I'm in the uh, right. I'm in the jungle. I'm riding <laughs> fucking motorcycles and all this awesome stuff. But in terms of like what I was doing with my work, which was most of the time, I was sitting inside a co-working space where people weren't even really socializing on my computer for 12 hours a day, basically not talking to a single person. Like I was just looking at the markets all day every day and it's interesting like some people love that like that gives them energy and it's fun because the markets i mean it's so dynamic there's so many factors like it's just like it's a game in a sense for me though i learned a lot about my self-experience of like i thrive when i'm with people when i'm working on projects when i'm just like honestly just outside and socializing and being stimulated through relationships and passion projects and stuff like that so after doing the whole 12 hours a day for a month straight i was like yo I'm literally chasing money right now and there's infinite ways to make money. And why do I even want to make money? So I started to just reverse engineer what I want my life to be and like what an amazing quality of life is. And that's what brought me back to New Jersey to kind of explore potential different business opportunities as well as like, what kind of lifestyle do I want? Like, where am I living? Who am I with? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? How do I incorporate the health component into all that? And here we are. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm happy you touched on, like, on social media, it looks like you're living, like, such a great life, but in reality, what's, like, really going on? Yeah, and, because... at, t- and at times, like, in that moment, I am, like, having a great time and stuff like that, but yeah. you're, you're literally only seeing 
15 second clips and there's a 24 hour day. And even in a day, like I could wake up feeling a couple hours or I'm not feeling good. Like our emotions can change on a minute by minute basis. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel that, um, like I went through that. I traveled, I experienced what it's actually feels like to like be traveling and then to be posting on Instagram to show what, um, to kind of show the small things about your adventure yeah. and it still feels like hard to show the hard things about your adventure and even though like I know I know what it's really like sometimes I do find myself looking at other people's Instagrams and seeing like oh wow like they're in Italy that looks so amazing I want to go back there mm-hmm. and I have to remind myself just because it looks really amazing on Instagram doesn't mean that that is the actual experience that's going on. Right. Like, what is Instagram? It's just a photo and, like, a a short video clip. So, in terms of, like, a full experience, sensuary, that's right, where, like, experience, like, yeah, you need, there's a lot more than just a photo and a clip. And also, I learned so much about myself. Like, some people I met, they get off on traveling. Like, they can go to Italy and eat the food and go to different mountains and, like, just they love the novelty and the culture. And for me, I mean, naturally, you think like, that's what we all want to travel and stuff. And there's a lot of fun with that. But for me, like, I think it's very personal, you learn, like, when you start doing things that you just go for it, and you get what you want, you realize that's actually not what even makes you happy deep down. Like, for me, if I had the choice of being in Italy, by myself, or being with like three of my best friends, in not the hood, but you know, like, not the most beautiful place, like, I would choose to be with my friends at this point, versus being in some beautiful place by myself. So it's very interesting how we think we know what's going to make us happy. And sometimes, I mean, for me, you just have to kind of get it to realize that's not what you want and to really yeah. evaluate the world as I have my homies in Italy and we're doing that. But I value so much more at this point in my life, like dope French over just like. Yeah, this is a big um, topic or lesson that I'm going through right now because I'm real well yeah I'm realizing I always get what I ask for nice and right now like I've asked for a lot like this past couple months Mm -hmm. and I've I've like literally gotten every single thing that I wanted but it's just I got it and it's not what I want yeah so now I'm kind of like wow I just I don't want to ask for anything anymore like I just want that which will bring me the most joy so I'm starting to just surrender and like keep it general and surrendering into whatever that may be yeah i love that and also just yeah like being just aware of what we're choosing to ask for and not asking for everything i heard i don't know who talked about i heard someone talk about it like when you desire something that means you're coming from a place of not having it which is a form of suffering so exactly desire but at the same time like to desire things is human I think to not desire, I mean, that's like the ultimate yogi and you have no desires and stuff like that. And maybe we could all get to that point one day, but instead it's just being really, really, really selective of what you do want of what you do desire. And like you're saying, just surrender to everything else and doing our best to enjoy that. It's not even about getting the thing. It's about, people say it all the time. It's a journey. It's the process, but I don't know. I'm, I'm like really feeling that right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, uh, it's so interesting. And um, 
I don't know. When I was in Philadelphia, I was talking about how I wanted to go into like the restaurant and be a server and like work and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people would be like, oh, you like you don't have any restaurant experience. You you couldn't work in like a high end restaurant, which led me to like, well, like, screw them. Like, I'm going to work in a high end restaurant. Like, I'm going to do like what I want to do. So like I asked for that and now like I got that. Wow. Now that I have that, I'm just like, well, like shit, like, do I even really want this? Mm. And I'm realizing the only reason I wanted it was because someone told me I couldn't. Mm. And it like led me to that, which now I'm realizing, like, I need to let go of caring about what other people think and caring about what other people say I can and cannot do. Like, I need to not try to prove myself to people because that just brings that could potentially bring me suffering. Yeah, that's that's fucking epic. I totally agree with that. Instead of like doing it to prove others wrong, just do it to prove yourself right. And the whole like yeah. proving it to others, where does that where does that really come from? If we had to go deep within ourselves, is that some form of insecurity? Is that some form of not self love? Because I feel like if you really love yourself and you're confident, you don't need other people's validation because you just are confident in in what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, takes, it definitely yeah. came from a place of insecurities. Yeah, and I, I've been there, and I'm still there in some ways. But like, once you start doing all this like self work, and you start just being aware of your thoughts and your feelings, and why you're thinking, and why you're feeling, and why you're behaving in these ways, you start to kind of get more to the root cause. And yeah, when you start operating out of like your own highest good and just pure intentions, to not just you, you get rid of like the scarcity and security, and you substitute it with like self love and confidence, then it's just a different game. Yeah, exactly. So how do you, how do you cope? Like, do you still, do you still feel sadness and fear and anxiety? Hello? Do you still feel sadness and fear and anxiety ever? Yeah, I definitely do. I don't know why it's, uh, you were on speaker before, but now you're not. Oh, you can't hear I can hear you, but I have to, like, put it to my head versus. Oh, that's weird. Oh, now, 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 now you're good. Now I can hear you. Okay. Did you press something? No, I didn't press anything, but that happened to me earlier. Oh, so what was your question? Do I still feel sad, sadness, fear, and anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like less than I did before because I've been doing a lot of self-work and whatnot. And when I say self-work, it means just, like, what I was saying before, like, just being becoming aware of yourself. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I guess, anxiety a lot. I feel a lot of pressure that I put on myself to, like I was saying before, live this amazing quality of life. And now it's like, okay, I need to figure out my food and I need to have the perfect mm-hmm. diet. Is it the ketogenic diet? Is it the low carb <laughs> diet? That's why you post about it too. And your post was epic. You're just saying you, you can find everything that shows everything works. And it's a matter of what works for you and experimenting it. But yeah, I feel, I feel stressed with that. Like, oh, did I sleep not exactly eight hours? So now I'm going to feel <laughs> tired. So, you know, so I'm just, I want to be a superhuman and live this life, but also by, by wanting to be this superhuman and this perfect guy that creates anxiety because in some way I'm not doing it right now, which creates anxiety versus it's like the ultimate balance of being super, super, super like content and happy and grateful for where I'm at while still taking action and moving forward and letting it all happen so there's definitely a lot of anxiety in a way but it's from self-imposed pressure of wanting to become the best version of myself 
which could also stem from fear because I don't want to die knowing that I didn't live up to my full potential. Um, so there's like kind of that kind of stuff in terms of sadness. Um, hmm. Sadness. Uh, I'm sure I do. I mean, I'm a human. I think we all feel emotions and I don't think it's good to feel happy all the time because if you're happy a hundred percent, 1000% of the time, then you kind of get used to it and you have to kind of keep upgrading your, your bar to reach a new level of happiness. So I think a little bit of contrast is okay. But in general, I feel pretty happy because I, I just constantly do my best to design my own life. And when you go down that road for five years of self-development and learning from mentors and just going for it, even though other people say don't, uh, it gets easier and easier to be happy m more of the time than not. And also just creating an environment around myself that inspires happiness. Like right now I'm in my basement. My sister did a beautiful job of just having like crystals and the lighting is great in sunlight which is cool but you don't want always external things to make you happy you want to just be able to be happy from inside no matter where you are and one thing i do with that i just met a constant consistent meditation and gratitude practice every single morning so yeah okay. i still i still feel these emotions but um less because you know i listen to podcasts and just do stuff to become aware and all that good stuff yeah yeah that's really amazing um, I was actually, I was also going to ask you if there was something that you do every single day, if you have like a routine yeah, or a ritual. Definitely. Uh, I put on my to-do list first and I do my best to do it every day. I can get even better at it because it's one thing to do something, but when you feel it, for example, I do the gratitude practice, which is, I think I might've showed you like the gratitude prayer that I learned. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so I do like a version of, of that, but I just personalize it and Anyone that you study who's successful and happy, because successful can mean different things to different people, but people who are really just happy, they're grateful. And I want to be happy. So uh, it just, okay, if all these guys are saying to be grateful, that just is what's going to manifest or put out good energy and you're just going to feel better. Cool. So I'm going to do a consistent practice to not only say that I'm grateful, but really feel that I'm grateful. And I do that through. I mean, just simple things, just like I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful for shelter. I'm grateful for, for water. I speak it out loud and I say it with, like, as I really, really mean it. And that's the whole thing with coming, when you travel, you get to realize how much you take for granted, a hot shower, a legitimate bathroom, soap. I mean, like going to a public bathroom, <laughs> there's fucking soap. Like you don't think about that because you have it your entire life. That's a thing. Or having food and yeah, whatever it is. So I do my best to have a consistent morning gratitude practice first thing in the morning to set the tone of my day and I was just listening to something on Instagram and they were saying how when you wake up your brain there's different brainwave states we don't have to go like too crazy into science but you're in a, what's called an alpha type of brainwave state where your brain is much more slow and it's very receptive to different things and you're just kind of you know when you wake up you're more like in that daze versus when you're in the hustle and bustle that's what's like called a beta brainwave state so when you're in that alpha when you first wake up to check your phone first thing is so bad because you're in the, you're, you're in a very impressionable mode and to check your phone first thing, you become very, very reactive versus no phone in the morning, practicing gratitude, going outside. I mean, that just changes the whole course of your morning, which will hopefully will inspire the rest of your day. Yeah. Are there ever days where you can't feel the gratitude? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I find that too. That happens to me sometimes. 
which then creates well sometimes it creates anxiety because I'm just like oh man like I can't I can't I just can't feel it Mm. and I wonder why Mm. um why you can't feel it or why uh, it creates angst why I can't feel it yeah it's interesting uh it's a really good question I, I was thinking about that this morning as well because I was doing my practice and I was like I feel grateful but I felt more grateful before <laughs> I want to I want to feel that level of gratitude uh yeah it's a really it's really interesting what do you think we could do to feel it more? I don't know maybe we just need to keep going until we feel it <laughs> yeah maybe right I, I think that's true I was listening to some people and they give themselves two hours to meditate every day Wow. and I've experienced this with meditation sometimes I could get into the meditation in five minutes and it's amazing I'm in this trance I'm in the vibe but other times after an hour I still haven't gotten into the zone so I think that's a good idea you just keep practicing until it gets easier and easier and, and until it becomes just more automatic and I think you could just do that through practice and yeah just put just putting in those reps yeah definitely so we've been conditioned to not be grateful and to complain and all that type of stuff. So we're going all the way the opposite way. Yeah. And it's nice to acknowledge, to like step back and acknowledge how far we've come. Yeah, totally. And it's cool to note, to realize it. Sometimes you're, I feel like I'm so in it. I don't yeah. fully realize, but then a situation happens and I react to that situation in a whole new way. Like being home, for example, I haven't been home right from San Diego and Bali uh, for like a year and a half, basically, for more than a couple of days. And literally being in a family, because I feel like family is the ultimate test of how, quote unquote, spiritual and developed you are, because it's just so easy to just, you know, be cranky at your family, at least for, for me. So, yes, seeing how I reacted to a situation that used to, I would close my door and not talk to anyone before. It's like, whoa, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, what happened? Do you want to go into that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just like petty stuff. It was like me and my sister, we have this relationship. Like, uh, she's my younger sister. And sometimes, um, okay, this is what happened. <laughs> so with her especially, I love to give her advice and tell her like what to do because I see <laughs> so much potential in her. And you know human design? Yeah. So I'm a projector. I think you were there when I did my human design with Kasha. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're the one who, yeah, you were like actually there. So you remember we were yeah. talking about how being like a quote unquote projector, I need to wait for permission to tell people what I think versus <laughs> unloading my advice on people. Um, so I was doing a version of that on her and she wasn't open to receiving. And before, and then she was just, she was just kind of sending, because I was doing that to her, the way she reacted was, don't talk to me like that kind of thing and usually I would just get closed off because she's sending me or I'm receiving not the most positive energy from her so I would just get shut off and say okay fine I'll talk to you later whatever but in that moment I felt I felt me getting stressed and built up and I was able to just work through it and come from a place of real compassion I'm like you know if I we talk about this like the whole I love you I love you I love you thing if I really love this person and I really have compassion for this person. It's not a me versus her. Like I need to be right and she needs to be wrong. It's an us versus the situation problem. Like me and her, we're on the same team. I want her to be happy. She wants me to be happy. I want my mom to be happy. Like we're all on the same team. And when I came from that type of place of we're on the same team, 
I actually love this person. I have to remind myself sometimes because when you're in the heat of the moment, you, you get snapped. But with the meditation, the self-awareness, I'm able to, in that moment, not react the way I used to. And yeah, just come from a place of compassion and like really listen to her and hear where she's coming from. And she made some amazing points. And I've been able to take that not only to my relationship with her, but with my other close friends, when I have something I want to share with them or a potential new perspective, seeing if they're actually open to receiving my advice or my thoughts versus me and also me thinking like, oh, what makes me so right and stuff like that. So just the balance of all those things. But it was super cool to to see that because in the past it would have been, uh, you know, just got up and left. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing when we can get vulnerable and listen to feedback. Yeah, that can transform. For sure. So, so jumping conversations. What uh, what was your favorite place that you traveled to, and why? In my life. Yeah, in your life. Oh damn. Um. <laughs> hmm. It's not the places you go; it's the people you're with. Yeah, uh, exactly. But uh, I don't know. I mean, there's kind of I had fun times in so many different places. I feel like San Diego is one of my favorite places I've ever traveled to because I could see myself actually living there, and it was just awesome. Like I love Cali. I don't know why. I just have a, a thing with Southern California, and. But Bali was fucking dope, too. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I feel like I love Bali from the just culture shock and just the vegan food was insane. And like I guess I riding the motorcycles and the nature. I met some cool people. My favorite place I've ever been to in my life. Cancun spring break was cool when I was in college, but that's not like, not like I don't want <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I would say i would say san diego because it, it really um it really fulfilled me in in multiple ways i got to see beautiful nature i was with beautiful people um i was super healthy i was physically active and i noticed for me i'm the happiest like i was saying that when i'm just looking at some cathedrals or some waterfalls but if i'm doing the nature stuff with cool people working on cool projects and being physically active playing sports when i'm doing all those things at the same time or within the same couple of days that's my favorite way to live my life and i was definitely having that in san diego more than anywhere else yeah i definitely feel the people thing with you yeah what do you mean like i (laughs) i feel like i feel the most alive when i'm interacting with other people Mm. more so than just looking at stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah because it's interesting because I, I traveled for seven months and I saw a lot of things, but I also was alone a lot of the time. So like, mm-hmm. it's like, I didn't have, like, I don't have those things to share with someone else. It's kind of just my own experience. Yeah. And we have that natural urge to want to share with people that we care about. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, there's a whole biology and evolution part of it where we're just social creatures, but we live so much of this we have so much abundance and technology, but like, like, you know what blows my mind? We probably talked about it before, but um, like living in a house and 
you're in the house by yourself and there's literally 500 houses next to you or in your neighborhood or whatever and everyone's alone in their house doing <laughs> their own thing that just blows my mind how that's not how we're supposed to live in my opinion i think we need to be connecting and the whole community and thriving vibe and just yeah it just sucks like living in the suburbs i mean you kind of live in the suburbs too right in philly area yeah yeah so I don't know. Just, yeah, connections, relationships. That's kind of what people say. It's funny because you hear things. Like, I've heard this before. Like it's not, it's not the places. It's the people. It's the money. It's the journey. And you, you hear it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But I want to go still go after my money, and I'll, I'll worry about that later. <laughs> and it's interesting that at certain times, when we're really open to receiving it, we could actually learn that lesson. Even if someone tells it to you like three times, maybe the fourth time, then you actually like take that lesson. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes you have to experience it yourself to like fully, right. to fully um, get it. Yeah, true that. I was, I was actually, I think, oh man, I made a podcast and I kind of said that and it was about making mistakes and that I've heard it so many different times from so many different people. But for some reason in my life, like right now in my life, I'm actually hearing it and understanding it. Mm. And, and it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a couple times. Yeah. For... Um, so my next question, which I really like this question. Okay. If okay. you could do absolutely anything with an unlimited amount of money, what would you do? Uh, you already know. I would put on. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. Thanks for the setup. Uh, I would put on the most epic conscious events that really just connect us to our own humanity while having the most fun possible. So you give me a hundred million right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're creating a, an event called Shaman of the Sun in San Diego. And it's going to be fucking like the spiritual. I think there's value in the spiritual community and in the scientific community and finding like the real balance between both of those worlds so just creating a super event that brings and it's not one of those events where people are just talking at you and lecturing at you it's a very interactive immersive you're utilizing future technologies and the whole idea of the event is to come together to connect and dance and learn and grow and you're emo- you just have such a crazy experience and learning that you're just uh, you're literally just like elevating people's vibes from coming together and they just go about their life and share those high vibes with other people Wait, so you said a hundred million, but is that really how much you need? What would, like, <laughs> what would be an actual number? Uh, yeah, I probably don't need a hundred million for that event. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I want to do it big. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea because I haven't fully, because you can yeah say like, here's the event. It's super awesome. It's a festival. But how much do the DJs cost? How much does the land cost? How much does um the people or like the the staff costs there's a lot of different expenses within it i'm sure and there's also different scales i don't need to have a forty thousand person event maybe a thousand person event is actually more effective and i could scale that so that's a little trial and error but actually i suppose crazy right we think we need all this money to do our dreams but when you actually break it down like traveling right me and you both travel the world you don't need to be rich to travel it depends when in bali on two thousand dollars a month i was balling I, I, I was eating out multiple times a day. I had my own place for two grand a month. People think you need to, I thought I need to be some millionaire. And even now I'm still having that projection. I need to do hundred million for this event. Nah, I definitely don't. Like 
it's way less than you actually need. So yeah, I'm sure like, I mean, it depends. I would say like 20 mil would be, would be chill. Yeah. Well, I I'm, actually, like I'm just throwing that out there. I don't fucking know. I don't think you would even, are you talking about this event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 million for this one event. I feel like maybe even 10 grand. Plus, like, people are going to be paying you to be to attend the event also. Yeah, potentially. It depends on how I go about it. Part of me just wants to make it free. And you have to, instead of paying money to go, you have to pay something else to go. Like, you have to post a video of you doing something nice for someone on social media and make that a trending hashtag. And then you come to the event for free. And we, and we hand select who's allowed to come based off, on their video interviews or something just make it super different because i want that type of money to be able to do stuff like this and not make money from it but of course i want it to be sustainable and actually make it so i could keep doing it um but like i've been to a cirque du soleil event and those those shows cost 10 million to put on do you think they make that money back uh i mean i think so they're like i think they're a billion dollar company yeah yeah, and they're doing events all over the world, and they have a really good brand. So, yeah, I have, I have an idea of it, but um, now what I'm doing is actually making moves towards it, not waiting for some future date for it to happen, like seeing what opportunities I have in my life to actually start doing it and really not just living in this dream world, but materializing it. And, yeah, even for ten grand, it could still be the best, an epic, epic event. I think deep down, the reason I want to even do that is because I want to just go to one of these myself. I just want to connect with people and dance and feel safe and the event that i want to go to i haven't been to yet so i'm like fuck it i'll just do it myself yeah guys an event yesterday and it was like you know one of those kind of spiritual events and it was fun it was love uh you you look people in the eye and tell them that you're, you're worthy and you do some cacao and yoga and that's great but i feel like that's that's not gonna appeal to a lot of the people that we grew up with um who are like yo that's just too lovey lovey hippie vibes so how do we bring the best of that with music and whatever i'm still figuring out so yeah if you have any ideas or people who could help out with that let me know yeah that is so fat so it's so fascinating because i feel the same way when i so when i first got to san diego like a month ago mm-hmm. i started saying that i wanted to do event planning and then i started going out and networking yeah i met <clears throat> i met this guy and he I think he mentioned first that he did event planning and I started asking him about it and I was like, Oh, like who do you work for? And he's like, no, like I just throw events myself. And he had a fruit, the fruit festival like coming up. And then I said, can I help you out? So he gave me an opportunity there and I worked at like the check-in table. Nice. And that was really awesome because I got to work like, in the festival and have that perspective and kind of like learn from from like what he did really well and also learn from his mistakes Mm -hmm. so that like maybe one day if I did want to throw my own big event like how would I do it what's the best way and I think the main thing I learned from that is awareness okay If, if more people were just aware that there was an event going on I think that more people would have showed up yeah, right? Um, That's a whole different game of, like, marketing and distribution. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. And yeah. something else that I find so fascinating is that I wanted to put this in the intro, and maybe I still will, but that you and I both 
like we I feel like we both have a lot in common like we're both Aquariuses we grew up on the east coast we grew up in Jewish families mm-hmm. um and I think it gets same deeper middle than name. that yeah we have the same middle name which is like the most mind-blowing thing to me I'm like who else would have the middle name Blair yeah like, it just seems so random yeah but I also feel the same way that I feel the most alive when I'm talking to people, when I'm connecting with people. I feel like I'm able to connect with more people than the average person person is able to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, people, what does that mean? Sorry, you um, you were breaking up. Can you, Can you hear me? That? Yeah. Hello. Hey. Hey. Can you? Repeat the question, please. Yeah, yeah. I was saying when you say you connect with people, what is that? Um, like just talking to people, having a cool conversation. Yeah, like I feel like I have this potential to, like, for deeper conversations mm, with true. strangers. Yeah, yeah. Where like in like often, oftentimes I will meet someone and immediately I'm like, okay, like this is like a surface level conversation. Yeah, and. This person isn't like you doesn't usually go down into their like the truth of maybe what they're thinking. So like I always try to be as honest as possible and as like straight up so that I can like get deeper really quick. Yeah, um, I love that. And I feel like I think like people love that. Like people want that. Maybe they don't realize um, they don't realize it, but like they want a deeper connection. Like they don't want to just be walking around feeling so surface level, feeling like they can't share what they're really thinking or feeling. Yeah, I was back. So I went out with my friends to dinner the other day and the waiter messed up the order and they're like, oh, like, whatever. Like, we'll just, it's fine. And I'm like, yo, you're clearly upset and frustrated. You could tell them that. And it just reminded me how exactly what you're saying. People just don't speak their mind and what they're really feeling. But they, we all want to deep down. So when someone like you comes along, it's just refreshing in a way yeah 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 i love the value exactly. yeah it's like the whole like hey like what do you do um it's like you know what i said I'm like what do you mean what do i do <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's the worst question and like so i've been going out and dancing a lot because i just find so much joy and connection with music and dancing yeah you got and- that you got that dope move the one uh, the little <laughs> moonwalk thing you got going on yeah it's so much fun (laughs) and sometimes as I'm dancing people will literally come up to me and be like like ask me my name that's cool like what's your name but then some people will say what do you do and it's just like oh like way to just (laughs) like I don't want to talk like not only do I not want to talk right now I just want to dance but you just ask what do I do and it's so much more complicated than just being like I'm an accountant yeah totally it's just yeah. yeah. When that happens now, I just try to have fun with it. And also, when you have fun with it and flip it around, you make, in, you make a very impressionable impression on these people. It's like you say, what do you mean what do I do? Do you mean what do I do to make money to survive? Or what do I do for fun? Um, so I just like ask questions and have fun with it because no one does that. And it makes an impression on them. It makes them actually think about it in a new way because we've all to just do the what do you do? What do you do thing? And they, they probably don't know better or they don't realize um and if you're seeing you dancing they're probably just curious because you're interesting people want to be around interesting people yeah one thing i also like about you is how you've tried so many things within the last less than two years like you've traveled the world 
started a business, you were an accountant, you said you did events. I mean, I feel like that's the formula to figure out what you really want to do with your life. And you know, it's so interesting. So you just said that's what you like about me. That's actually something that I struggle with myself, like with being okay with is jumping around and trying so many different things because I feel so scattered. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get really hard on myself. I think right, like, I mean, the past week, I've really let this go. But I get used to get really hard on myself about not being focused on one thing and not having that one thing that really lights me up. Um, and that I go all in on. Yeah, how how are we supposed to know what lights us up if we've never tried enough things? Yeah, and it's also I guess I, I could I could feel that because who no one's really doing that, and it's so hard to go against the social norm and deal with potential social pressure and social expectations. And my friend was saying the other day, I forgot how he said it, but it was so on point. He was like, the more you kind of wake up, the more crazy you're going to seem to everyone else. But the truth is that everyone's actually crazy <laughs> in the way that. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, not, not like crazy, crazy, like they're like losing their mind, but in the sense that they think it, like people believe it's normal to just work this job, not enjoy it, be unhealthy, not be laughing, like no joy in your life. And from, you know, we grew up in the system from age three, four, five until 22. Then even after that, you were an accountant. You had, when have you ever had the time to really explore who you are? Ideally, in an ideal society, we would have been doing that the entire time from an early childhood, but it is what it is. So to figure out in even, even five years what sets you on fire, what makes you passionate, how are you going to know that unless you just try a bunch of things? And we're at the age where, I mean, we're so lucky. Like we, we don't have like families or you know huge responsibilities where this is the time to take not only a risk, but just figure out who you are and what you want to do. And that could change. And that's okay. Yeah. Like that's what I was saying with the whole travel thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, make money online and travel the world. And I did it to a capacity. And I was like, okay, cool. I did that. I found value in it. But I also don't like that 100%. But I would have never, ever learned that about myself unless I did it. Like you said, I could have read it in a book. But unless I actually went out and did it and experienced it and learned through my own like experience – how else do you know? So whether it's starting a podcast, walking some dogs, trying on some cool winter, <laughs> trying on some cool winter jackets. I love your winter jacket, <laughs> fashion shoot. Like, fuck that it. Was so fun. Yeah, it looked, it looked fun. I, I had a good time. Uh, I was entertained. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just I just really believe it. And all of us have different things that you know we're either passionate about or curious about. And why not? Yeah. And um, to go back to Instagram, I love just putting ridiculous videos ridiculous videos up and like saying ridiculous things and i i feel like why aren't more people doing this and because we all care what people thing, think exactly and i do yeah. ca- i actually do care what people think okay <laughs> but i also just have so much fun still like doing what i want what that's feels the best like and when you can have real self-amusement just by doing whatever the fuck you want and just amu- uh, yeah. as long as it's respectful you're not like you know being racist or something but yeah self-amusement having fun that's that's it that's just playing like a kid and another thing um so last night so my podcasts will be dropping every sunday mm-hmm. and yesterday i i posted a picture and then like i wrote a little caption but i was like this picture has nothing to do with my podcast 
And so I deleted that and I made it like a little video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this morning, my brother texted me and he was like, hey, this has nothing to do with your podcast, but you look like you're on acid in that video you posted. And I was like, oh, like, no, I'm not. Like, I was completely sober when I posted that. Yeah. And it's just, and like, so I've gotten that before, like, oh, like, are you drunk or whatever? And it's like, no, like, I'm completely sober when I do these videos and when I post these videos. And like, I don't know, I guess it's that, that like what you said earlier about when you wake up, you kind of start to look crazy to other people. Um, totally. And what about the people that like, these people, like your your brother and your friends, they kind of have maybe an identity associated with you. And exactly. if, once you're evolving and growing, they it's, it's different for them. So they must think something's weird or off because you're not behaving the way that they're accustomed exactly. to behaving. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that makes me think about how much I've changed hmm. over the past couple of years. Yeah. And I've experienced that too, whether it's changing the way that I eat or just changing the, the whatever. And I've found some people just fizzle out and other people are like, yo, that's interesting. And they like me for who I am. And that's so cool to have people like you for who you are and you don't need to change yourself for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just not trying to be living my life playing defense. I was friend this yesterday. Like, you know, we're we're things, we're going down this path and we're trying to wake up and just have an epic life. I look at you, I look at me, I see the same. It's like, yo, we're just trying to have a great quality of life and we're doing our best in our own way to figure that out. And I don't want to fucking have to explain myself to my close mm-hmm. friends why I'm doing what I'm doing and who I am. I appreciate criticism and skepticism to a degree to maybe just give me a perspective but i don't want to live in that if i if i have if i need like constructive criticism i know who to call but i don't want you in like my inner circle always just me having to fucking explain myself to you and yeah so that's why i love the whole san diego thing or even bali yeah it's the same exact thing that I, I went out by myself and i was just myself from day one and people like you or whoever they either vibe with it or not and it's it's so cool to just have friendships and all that stuff where you could just be yourself and question these things and learn together and grow together because it's tough to do this by yourself. It is like a, a self journey. Um, and we're, but at the same time, we're going through a, like the same journey for ourselves, but to be able to support each other and question things and bounce ideas off of, and just do cool experiences, whatever. I mean, that's just awesome. So I don't even know what I'm saying, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. No, I liked what you just said. Um, it's definitely like a solitary journey. And um, oh, I was like, I was thinking about when you, as you were talking, I started thinking about how I started going out alone, like going mm-hmm. out to dance alone. And nice. I think I was in Philadelphia and I went out and I was like super nervous to go out. I was like, everyone's going to think I'm like that weirdo, like the weirdo going out alone. And I realized it's not, it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. Sure. Like, like, it's not that like I'm out alone, like dancing or whatever. It's about like, maybe I'm either out alone dancing and like very self-conscious and like shy, or I'm out alone dancing and having like the most amazing time ever. And like talking to people and communicating to people and like acting like, yeah, like this is cool. This is okay. And it's so fascinating too because once like the first time thinking about the first time I did that versus now 
like the first time I was like nervous and now I'm just like yeah like this is this is a typical thing and some and people will be like oh like did you come with anyone I'm like no I'm alone and they're like oh wow like that's so brave or like that's so amazing or mm-hmm. whatever yeah and to me now I'm just like oh yeah like it seems pretty normal or that's just, amazing like, it is a lot of people are, are nervous to to do that but I guess it's uncomfortable at first you get used to it and it gets better that's amazing yeah. And also that reminds me of one time I was at the mall and I was at the mall two different times. And it's basically, it's all about what you're saying. I feel like it's how you feel inside is how people are going to react to you based on how you already feel in that environment. So one day I was just feeling down. I wasn't feeling like talking to anyone. I just wasn't in a good mood. And I was kind of just not feeling good. No one looked at me. But then the next day or like maybe a week later, I'll go, I'm going to the mall. I'm buying some fresh headphones. I'm just really feeling myself like, music playing i'm feeling incredible and no joke i felt like everyone was looking at me and random people were smiling at me like there's like people who look at you and people who just smiled at me and to me that was the ultimate confirmation of depending on how i'm feeling and just that alone is the energy i'm putting out and that's how people are going to respond to me exactly exactly yeah. yeah so with you doing the dancing stuff and going out that just reminded me of that exactly if you're you know, kind of shy or whatever. If you're just fucking dancing, doing your thing, letting loose, um, people are gonna people are probably coming up to you and saying, "What's up?" Yeah, What's yeah, up? it matters so much. So, how did you get the courage to just go out alone and keep doing that? So, all all of my courage comes from wanting to grow. Okay. And um, so I said be better, but I don't know about that terminology. But I, yeah, I just want to continuously grow and be better and get out of my comfort zone. Um, I think when I was in Philadelphia, I just, I really wanted to go out and I didn't have any friends to go out with me. Mm. Um, but I also felt like I didn't want that to stop me from going out. So, nice. and for me, it's like going out is more of a dancing thing than anything else yeah um if i meet really cool people that's like a bonus but like Mm. if i get some good music and like can like really feel it that is that is why i love to go out that's a powerful thing to realize that you don't need anyone else to have to have a good time that's powerful yeah and sometimes i actually prefer to go out alone because then i'm in my own vibe and like i'm creating my own uh my own environment and like Mm -hmm. attracting the people that that is like my energy versus if I go out with a group of people or if I go out with just like one person or two people if they're in a negative lower vibe then it's like I'm co-creating this this time and space with these other people versus when I'm just alone right well what if like you're going out with two super high vibe people and we walk in and we just start a fucking dance party Dude, that sounds amazing. And I like I hope that <laughs> these two really high vibe people come into my life. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, just think about it. Like if you walk into a wherever it's some sort of social environment and you see people just when people are just dancing, letting loose, not giving a fuck, that's very attractive. Uh not like physically in terms of what you want to hook up with them, but it just brings it just you, you watch that and it just brings you a sense of joy and stuff. So going alone is one thing, but yeah, we just bring the party. We just go out like super high by people and we 
get the whole place dancing and vibing that's that sounds a lot like a lot of fun yeah it's so beautiful I went to um this past Wednesday I went to Blonde Bar in San Diego and Mm -hmm. they had house music but it was like bouncy I don't like I think that's like bouncy house music and everyone was dancing and the vibes were so good and I just I loved it so much it was so much fun it's amazing how you don't need to be some baller super rich person to enjoy music and dance yeah exactly you you really don't need a ton of money you don't need any money to really dance right it seems pretty free for the most part yeah and and, uh in bali they had this place called sandbar i think it was called and as after the bars or whatever shut down everyone just goes to the beach and you're underneath the stars with dope music and you're just dancing and anyone could just show up and yeah that sounds so cool yeah and it's totally free and everyone just having the best time ever and yeah i've heard it before that we would think these material things are going to make us happy, but dancing, chips, nice weather, free. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Also, I was going to ask you, so you say you want to grow, like you have this strong desire. To, why do you think that is? I'm trying to understand that with myself. Like, why do we have this just strong desire to just want to keep growing? that just a human thing but i feel like me and you have it stronger than other people or maybe we just act on it we all have it i don't know um i think that it's to be happier like to like and like feel fulfilled and live out my fullest potential Mm. um i think for me when i say growing it's like growing is like breaking through these self-imposed limitations and barriers okay and um And also improving, like maybe it's the way I speak or if I was giving a speech, um, improving my language, improving the way I interact with people, my communication. I don't know. Like, I don't know why I just like strive to be the best that I can possibly be. Mm -hmm. I've heard the quote that progress equals happiness. And when we could notice that we progress in something that makes us happy, uh, so I feel it. I'm doing the same thing. Like whether it's upgrading my diet or my business or my friendships, I'm just always looking to level up. Um, but it, it never ends though at the same time, which isn't a bad thing, but just something to think about. Yeah. And I think that's the balance I was saying before to keep growing while having fun in the, in that process. Not, not really having anxiety through that growth. I guess with growth, you know, it means you're going to be uncomfortable, which is okay. And appreciating that uncomfort and challenging yourself. It's not always going to be super comfortable, but yeah, just, just thinking out loud. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. About to hit one hour mark. Wow. <laughs> So do you know when you're moving back to San Diego? Um, I'm thinking about it. I've only been back for a week in Bali, but probably sooner than later, maybe in like a month or two or so. Nice. Yeah. But anything that happened, I'm so open to going to New York and meeting someone who just changes my life and then everything could change. <laughs> so I have, I have an intention and a plan and what I want to do with my life, but I'm also super open to something way better happening. 
Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask. Oh, how long were you traveling for? Like in Bali? I left on March 15th to Bali. And I was gone until basically August 5th. So was that like four and a half months? March to April, May, June, July. Yeah, so four and a half months. Okay. Yeah. Bali's cool. People think Bali's a small island, but it's bigger than you would think. Um, it takes an hour to drive from one place to another, and there's different cities. And I mean, there's so much I still didn't even do because I was kind of in work mode a lot of the time. But there's so many islands, so many, there's just a lot to do and explore. There's like the two major cities of Ubud and Changu. But yeah, there's a lot going on. But yeah, I was there for four and a half months. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how, how like, I moved to San Diego and then I stayed here for about a year Mm -hmm. and then you moved to San Diego and you stayed here for about a, about a year. And then, um, we both like traveled for like long periods of time and now we're like both coming back. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You were, you were in San Diego for a year, like exactly. And then you did your travel thing. Uh, I was, I was in San Diego for like 10 months. Oh, so not even a year. No. Oh, really? I thought you were there for longer than that. You know what's yeah. crazy? I was in San Diego for exactly a year. Like I, yeah. I arrived on March fifteenth, two thousand, whatever, like two thousand eighteen, and I left March fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Oh wow! Yeah, like the same day. Like the same day, not in plan. I'm like, oh, you know, here's a cool story. Let me do it. it just happened that way. Like <laughs> I went to this event in Vegas, and then it ended, and then I went. So, it's just cool. Like life, life is cool like that. So do you have anything else you want to say or talk about? Um, not really. I feel like we talked about some good stuff. Uh, yeah. I think for all of us, just, you know, we want to be happy and fulfilled. And just, I think what we really talked about is both of us having the courage to do it. And to anyone listening, realize you're not alone. There's people like me, there's people like Lonnie and all of us deep down, whether even your parents, like all of us want to just ha- be happy and be at peace And when you look at people through that lens, it's a lot easier to have compassion for people because a lot of us are struggling and trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out. We're all confused. We're all lost. And it makes you just more human and relatable to other people. So, yeah, um, this is fun. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Cool. Talk to you soon. See ya. Peace. Bye.